Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets. What's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. It's a company interview in today's programme and sitting next to me is a man I interviewed about a year ago. He is Juan Vergara. He is the chairman and CEO of Vina Resources. Now, Vina is what's called a prospect generator. It's operating in Peru and uh, a prospect generator... Well, why don't we start, uh, Juan, by defining what a prospect generator is? Yeah. Thanks, Dominic, for inviting us again. The uh, prospect generator model is one of the models that Vina has you know, currently... Simply put is, I have an asset that I'm going to let a third party invest a bunch of dollars to develop the asset on the benefit of both of us. So um, we have multiple partnerships uh, with multiple players. They're investing a lot of money, advancing our portfolio. So we both win. Okay, now let's start with your zinc mine. That, that's a perfect example of, of what's happened. And Why don't you tell us, tell us the story of, of your zinc mine and tell us what's going to happen with that. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to start the, um, the, the, uh, the conversation. Azulcocha, which stands for Blue Lake, it's our zinc play in Peru. We have a partnership with Trafigura from Switzerland, whereby together we're investing almost $18 million this year to put the mine in production now in, in, uh, in January of uh, 2012. The, the mine will continue to grow. You know, it'll start at 500 tons a day in January. It should grow to 1,000 tons a day by the end of 2012. And the hopes are it will continue to grow by 2,000 tons a day by the end of 2013. Okay, now this project started out as a grassroots exploration play, did it? And you found the zinc and developed it? Or? Pretty much. We started looking at the old tailings from the, an old operation, and uh, we realized that there was potential in the underground mine. Uh, so we staked the underground mine, and over the last few years, we've been advancing and, and, and increasing the resource base. So we are now sitting on almost two two and a half million tons of, of 7% zinc, and the expectations are for us to continue to increase the resource base you know, throughout 2012. Now, one of the problems with being a prospect generator, and perhaps one of the reasons that Vina hasn't maybe done as well as it could have done, is that you have a number of different assets in a number of different fields. You've got this zinc mine, you've got various silver properties, you've got a gold property, or even two gold properties, a gold copper property, um, you've even got uh, a uranium property. So you're spread uh, you know, across a number of different fields, and, and that's good in some ways, um, but it's bad in other ways because you're not known for doing one particular thing. Now, bearing that in mind, you know, that makes you in a way a, a difficult company to understand, but the, the stock's taken a hit along with the broader market this year, but why don't you just talk us quickly through this year and, and what specifically happened to you? And I, I think yeah. your uranium, the, sure. the word uranium is partly to blame. No, no problem. I mean, bottom line is the year started very well. We got the stock price going from about 25 cents to almost 70 cents in a couple of months. Based on the trend on uranium and zinc, where they were moving, moving in a positive way, we actually raised $12 million in February at 50 cents. And, you know, sadly enough, two weeks later, we had the Japanese earthquake, and the market took uh, a significant uh, negative view of uranium exploration companies, and, of course, we lost about 60% of the market cap in one day. 
since then, what management has done is restructure the company to invest in all the assets that we have around the, the zinc project as well as our gold and, and silver project. So expect Vina to, to begin to deliver news throughout 2012 relating to gold and silver related projects. Okay, now what, what I suppose you're doing is you're simplifying the company and uh, you're getting focused and, and you've got, you know, I think it's as many as six things that are going to happen to this company over the next few months and, and take it forward. And these six things suggest that the company is quite significantly undervalued as it stands now. So why don't yeah. we start by, by going through these six sure. things that we're going to see. Let me summarize what the, the company is going to deliver in the next three months. First and foremost, the, the most important asset is our, our zinc mine goes into production in, in, in January. That's a major milestone for the company. Uh, the second one is... What, what kind of production levels we're are you going to We're going to start at 500 tons a day, and we're going to grow that to 1,000 oh, tons a day and, and, and continue to grow based on not only our own resource, but there's actually about six smaller mines in the neighborhood that we can do some toll milling, so the capacity of the mill will grow rather quickly over the next you know, two years. And, and what is your kind of cutoff? What, what price do you need zinc to be in order to make money? Oh, the break-even is in the 60 cent plus level. So right now, zinc, as of today, is, in the, is, is trading between 85 and a dollar. Uh, so we have, we have a nice margin, but obviously we hope, based on forecasts from analysts, that zinc will have a very good year in 2012 and 2013. And as a coach, it will become much more economical. So that's the main asset. Okay, number, number one, two. the zinc mine. Number two. Number two, surrounding the, the mine, we, are, we, we have been exploring uh, for multiple targets. We have over 30 targets that we are advancing. We've done over 6,000 meters of drilling, over 3,000 samples and trenching. And expect sometime in the uh, January time frame, a, our first uh, report uh, on a, on a 43-101, as we call it in Canada, on the exploration areas. And that should be quite exciting because it's more than just zinc. There are other metals that are going to be part of that, uh, in, uh, of that resource. Okay, now that, that area surrounding Azucocha, Azucocha is basically a 50-50 split with, with Trafigura, but Correct. the area surrounding it, it's you 100%. own it. It's 100% owned by Vina, so any ore that we're able to find and delineate in, in ar around the mine can be milled by the existing infrastructure. That's why we're so keen to put the mine in production because we're fully aware that we can in increase the capacity of the mill rather quickly and we can generate more cash flow starting in 2012. Okay, and presumably you can use the profits you make from the mine to fund your exploration. And that is the business model that Vina has. We strongly believe that cash flow should fund exploration to mitigate the, the downside to our shareholders. Uh, the third major deliverable we have is one of our joint venture partners, Goldfield, is one of the top five gold miners in the world. It's in the process of drilling one of our joint venture projects called Amantina. So we expect results sometime in Q1 regarding the, the gold exploration that Goldfields is, is doing on our behalf. Fourthly, we, we in Vina have a very significant uh, exploration asset called Gendary, where we control 100%. We're going through the permitting process as we speak to drill this property in, in Q1 and expect before PDAC in March significant results on that, hopefully a, a significant finding from the company. So we think, we think that's a company maker for us. And tell us what, what mines surround you? Well, there are three existing mines in a four-kilometer radius that today produce over 250,000 ounces a year. So we're talking about a, a gold project that has dissemination on, on Chimu sandstones as well as breccias that we can actually mine. But first things first, let's drill it, let's figure out exactly how big this might be, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. And so you, you can get your permits, you can do your drilling, and, and get the results out by next March. 
we that's the that's the expectation that my technical team has from me. So okay. we expect to deliver that before PDAC in, in March. And you describe that as a potential company maker. The way it's the way we're looking at it from the geology geology perspective, it feels that way. We know the district, we know the neighborhood. This resembles very much a Santa Rosa mine um, that is only a, a few kilometers away. Geologically, it has all the uh, I would say all the necessary uh, it smokes properly. You know, there's a okay. lot of smoke in there that it feels like we, we may have a winner there. But again, we've done the geochem, the geophysics to prepare our drill program. And um, so we'll see what happens. And, by, and you by said Q1. the Santa Rosa mine. Who does that belong to? Uh, it's a company called Comarsa. It's a Peruvian, a Peruvian, a large Peruvian company. Okay. And the uh, other two mines are? Uh, well, it's in the neighborhood in northern Peru where you have Rio Alto, you have uh, Newmont, you have Berwick. There's all kinds of mines in you know that are you know basically un, uh, open pit mines uh, of oxides that run between. 0.5 to one gram of you know in tons in lots of tons. So we expect to have a significant result from this from this play. Let's see what happens. You know the drill core will tell us. Okay. Now so that's uh, that's number th that's number four. Yeah. So next number five. Well then we have in in southern Peru we we've been working on the Pucara. It's a gold copper silver play. You know we should have the 43101 on Pucara also out this quarter in the next three months. Uh, and it sh that's important as part of the next strategy, which is our spin-off. So one of the things you said at the beginning is that Vina is a difficult company to, company to value, given its multitude of uh, metals. What we're going to do is be very focused and splitting the company into three. So Vina will keep Azulcocha, its gold target that we're talking about, its joint venture relationships with, with, with Camacon, Uranium, with Trafigura on the zinc side, with, with um, <coughs> gold fields on the gold side. And in addition to that, it's going to create two new companies, one called Candelaria that is focused on silver and one called Granja Gold that is focused on gold. So a Vina shareholder today will get shares of Candelaria Silver, assuming, of course, this gets approved on December 13 by our shareholder base, um, at a ratio that will be free to them. So we expect that to be a significant value creation to our shareholders by unlocking you know, resources that are hidden within the portfolio. Okay, and the assets that are in Candelaria that will be spun off into Candelaria, you haven't even mentioned them yet, have you? No, no, not even that. I mean, but we've talked to some degree about a year ago about the project called Esquilache. And to us, Esquilache is a very large silver and gold play. It needs more drilling for sure. We could actually begin to do some mining, but I think there are significant targets in Esquilache whereby Candelaria will do very well in raising a, a few million dollars to advance that asset to, towards uh, delineating a larger resource. Okay, and do you have a 43101 on that yet? Yes, we do. We have a, for Candelaria, we're going to have two 43101s, one for Esquilache that's already in CDAR, it's already published, and then the Pucara 43101 is in the works. I so it's, uh, Candelaria will go into the market sometime in, in a January, February time frame, uh, and they will have two strong 43101s and the support of uh, three brokerage houses around the world. Okay, so you've got these six different things that you're going to do over the next few months uh, and these announcements that, that you're going to make. Why don't you tell us uh, about the company as it stands now? What's your market cap? Well, right now the market cap is around $25 million. We're sitting on about you know, 4 to $5 million in cash. The, the investment on the uh, Sukocha mine of 17 million has basically been done with us in Trafigura. So, do you let, have let projected cash through. flows from Azucocha? Yeah, yes, we do, uh, and that's all in our website. Um, and it obviously depends on the price of zinc. But let me just give you a, a, a summary of what we're what we're all about. Vina, even though its market cap is 25 million, is investing 20 million a year during this 
tough times. Uh, we have increased our base on, in terms of zinc resource, uranium resource. We, are, we have a partnership with three strong mining companies. All those value-added creation things are not being uh, re represented in the current share price. So as, as the, all these headwinds that we're fighting go away, and we have these six deliverables that I'm telling you, we believe strongly that Vina will do very well in 2012 and 2013. Okay. Now, all these deliverables that you've mentioned, we haven't even touched on the uranium project. That's correct. Which is the reason you took the hit earlier <laughs> in the year. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, our partnership with Chemical is still strong. Um, you know, we know the market has completely discounted um, the 36 million pounds of U308 that we already have. But uh, our expectations are that with Chemical, we're going to continue to invest uh, in exploring for uranium, increasing that resource base, and go through the stages of feasibility and, and mine development. Um, you know, even though the market doesn't seem to care, we believe in the long-term value of uranium. So with Chemical's funding, we will continue to grow. Okay. So you were treated as though you were a pure uranium play, even though you're not. Well, that is true, and, and, and again, part of the difficulty at the time was, as you said, that the portfolio approach has its benefits and its risks, um, and the company has made the decision to streamline its operations, be focused on, on producing the zinc play, increasing the resource base there, and spin out the silver projects, spin out the gold projects, so our shareholders will benefit by having shares on, on those three companies and, and, and different management team, of course. But at the end, we believe that the sum of the parts will be much more than the $25 million in our current market cap. Okay. Now, I mean, obviously, this has been a rubbish market this last <laughs> year. Um, but, I mean, the people who have been selling your stock, do you, do you, is that, do, I mean, do you know who it is? Is, is it your specific well, is it it's uranium a, funds it, is it it's, it's difficult to tell you who who buys and sells i mean obviously you know we market the company throughout the year but the reality is that um, many many uranium funds took a big hit in terms of redemptions after after the earthquake in japan and you know as, as i mentioned two weeks before that we had raised 12 million dollars i would say that eight, that was a well-timed raise wasn't uh, it? in a way for us obviously not for our investors so what we need to do as a management team is make sure that we go back to those levels by working hard you know with the money that they gave us and investing them in in our gold asset our silver assets and uh, putting the zinc mine in production but i would say somewhere between eight to seven million dollars came from uranium funds so we had to uh, to some degree absorb that sell through and and put it in hands that, of the people that believe in gold and silver and, and zinc for the long term. Okay. So we're, we're feeling pretty good about the future. Obviously, it has been very difficult in 2012 for the entire mining junior sector, specifically for uranium explorers. But as, as I mentioned, Vina has six deliverables in the next you know, three, four months that will reclassify the company as a, as a production company with cash flow, funding exploration in, in Peru. Okay, now you live in the United States, but you were born and bred in Peru. That's correct. And uh, so uh, you obviously know how the country operates. Peru has a new uh, prime minister or a new president, president. I should say, Umala, mm -hmm. who uh, I don't think the world has quite decided uh, where Umala stands uh, as far as the mining industry is concerned. So why don't you just give us your take on, on the political risk of operating in well, Peru? Uh, obviously, I have my opinion, but I'll tell you exactly what he's saying. I mean... Everybody was concerned that uh, President Umala had this leftist uh, agenda coming into the uh, into government, but he's, he's a pragmatic fellow. He's making the approach that he realizes that the Peruvian industry relies heavily on the mining industry. Uh, so if he wants to de deliver on his social agenda, he has got to let the mining industry grow. 
He has committed to uh, almost $40 billion of investment in mining in the next five years. And if he's able to deliver that, the revenue stream for the tax authorities in Peru should be quite significant for him to able to afford his social agenda. So I would say he sounds very centrist. Uh, the mining industry in Peru is very welcoming of his new approach. And, um, you know, like any other country, um, you know, we'll see what he does. I mean, he's, uh, he's new at the business, um, but he seems to be doing the right things for Peru as an aggregate, not just specifically for the mining industry. Okay, and how many people have you got working for you? Well, that's the one thing. We, we have almost 400 people working for Vina today. So imagine that scenario. You've got 400 people working for the company, building a, a cash flow machine. We are going to drill out three projects. Our partners are drilling our projects. We're going to spin out you know, two different companies all in the next three months. So at some point, we strongly believe that the market will react what WIN is actually doing. Okay. Well, Juan, uh, thank you very much, and thanks for coming on the show once again. And I suppose the best place to, to finish is with your website address. Yeah, is is vinaresources.com. And actually, if you want to see constant updates as to what's going on with the mine itself, just go to our Facebook page uh, uh, you know, within Facebook, and you'll see videos and pictures that we try to upload almost on a weekly basis so people can see the progress on the mine development. All right. Well, Juan Fegara, thank you very much. And the thank stock... Thank you, Dominic, and again, I hope to see you again. Okay, the stock is uh, Vina Resources. It trades on the TSX under the ticker symbol VEM. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 